Hello world. Hi. I would like to welcome you to the Migos show. You know? It's a day of life. My life. Of course. Alright, it is Sunday, February 25th, and... Did you hear that? That was the bag dropping. The FBI. This is the big news. The FBI. Um, some sources, this big Yahoo story came out um, talking about how federal documents um, found a bunch of potential NCA violations inv- involving a ton of Blue Blood programs and players. And then um, last night there was an ESPN story about... Um, Sean Miller and DeAndre Aiden. It was a wiretap showing that Sean Miller discussed a $100,000 payment to lock up uh, DeAndre Aiden, who is probably going to be a top three pick in the draft this year and is arguably one of the best players in college basketball. There are a ton of teams named in this uh, this article from Yahoo Sports, and it's like pretty much like every blue bud. Um, the whole top five. Kentucky, North Carolina, Virginia, Notre Dame, Arizona, Michigan State. Um, Alabama, Creighton, Texas, no Villanova. I found Villanova right here. Villanova on on CABB. Great. Great. Okay, Villanova too. Um, So what we're gonna do is try to figure out um, who's gonna be in the Final Four, presuming that every single one of these other teams is ineligible in the NCAA tournament, because it's gonna be really interesting to see what the what the NCAA does or doesn't do. So the NCAA said that. At least with the Arizona case, the team's going to have to self-penalize um, and like figure out what they want to do. Uh, we don't really know what's going to happen over the next three weeks, but it could have pretty serious ramifications for the NCAA tournament. So, Luke, who's your Final Four without all these bag-dropping teams? Well, the top five are all out. Virginia, Michigan State, Villanova, Xavier, and Duke. Number six is Gonzaga, and I'm a noted Gonzaga. You like Gonzaga? I hate Gonzaga so much. You thought DeAndre Aiden went to Gonzaga (laughs) in our first podcast because you're a bad person. (laughs) Because West Coast basketball is all the same. All right, they play in different conferences, easy. (laughs) West Coast basketball is all the same. It's ACC or nothing. Okay, anyway. Um, So speaking of ACC or nothing... Actually, no. So, number eight, Kansas, I guess. I'll throw it No, in they're home. named in there. Josh oh, Jackson. They're, <laughs> they're named in there. Oh, my God. You, like, <laughs> College basketball is terrible. <laughs> bag droppers. Purdue somehow avoided. I think, I think Purdue is your... I Sorry, think I'm going to stop being tackled. Purdue's, <laughs> Purdue's your, lock, your locked-in team. I like Purdue's a locked-in, number one. Texas Tech get named? No. I'll throw Texas Tech in there. UNC... Got named right. Yeah, UNC in there. I'm not throwing Cincinnati in there. Auburn's gonna get named. Oh yeah, that's what I thought too. Like <laughs> Auburn wasn't in there, but like, they why is Auburn good at basketball? They've got to be named. <laughs> why bag. are they good at? Also, the last, like they're always good at football and they're paying football yeah, they're, players. They're dropping bags. Uh, which just State got named. Arizona, I heard might have spent hundred thousand dollars on someone. I'm not throwing Clemson in there. No. This is terrible. Ohio State, I guess. I think my definitive top four, I'd go. Purdue, I think they're the best team. I think Purdue's the only lock, though. Pur- yeah, Purdue, but I think you can tell I've watched a lot of Big Ten basketball. Michigan, no. <laughs> they're playing really good basketball no. right now. Okay, but how many teams ahead of them do you like better? That's, I mean, They beat right, Ohio right. State twice, right? Yeah, all right, like, sure. Michigan's not a bad team. You don't want to play them at the end of the season. Um, I like I like Butler. 
think Butler could could make a run at Is the Butler end. Butler even ranked right now? No, but they're a good team. Okay, cool. They're a good team. And then West Virginia. Huggy, I like West the Huggy Bear. I like West they're Virginia. They're making a run. I like West Virginia. They're making a run. West and I do this every year. I do this every year. West Virginia every year. <laughs> I fall for this. I say West Virginia's going to make a run. They're going to storm the court. They're going to sing Take Me Home. And and it never happens. They're definitely going to lose in the second round. They're going to lose in the second round. But <laughs> will, I will put money on if it. If the bag droppers are gone, um, West Virginia is going to the ship. Yeah, we got West Virginia. All right, I, I'll, I'll agree with you on West Virginia. I'll agree with you on Michigan. I'll agree with you on Purdue. Wow, Big Ten is eating in this scenario. Um, we play clean. That's why we're not good at basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I still think that an ACC team will sneak in there. So I guess I'll throw Florida State in. They're definitely dropping bags. Oh, I mean, 100%. You're right. <laughs> we probably shouldn't <laughs> consider them. Um, I don't know. Some ACC team will sneak in. But I feel like I don't know what ACC team isn't dropping bags. They all are. Maybe Syracuse. I feel like Syracuse is pretty clean. Uh, I feel like Syracuse isn't all that clean. Beheim's actually not a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> <They're> totally not <laughs> a clean basketball program. <laughs> no. what, do th- what do you think about the NCA making uh, Louisville take out take down their championship banner? I mean, who fucking cares? It's just like what it comes down to. Like Should should Michigan be able to put up their own championship banner? No. For finishing second? <laughs> no, like no. <laughs> easily, easily they should not. <laughs> like, no. Um I mean, Louisville still won in the mind of literally everybody. It's not like, it's not like half of that tournament didn't cheat. You know what I mean? Like people act like Louisville was the only one while this giant report's coming out that right. everybody was cheating. Right. It's like it's like kind of reminds me of the whole steroid era thing, where it was like, yes, Bonds is hitting, but runs, it's not. But he's hitting it off of Clemens, who's also yeah. taking steroids. I, but it seems like it's not every team. I feel like it's probably just like the top thirty programs, maybe, <laughs> which is like a lot. But like there are three hundred and fifty teams in college basketball. Yes, but there's three hundred and fifty teams, but. There's like about thirty programs that generally matter. Mm, I'd say there's more than that. There's a couple that sneak in, like Northwestern gets a good story every once in a while type thing. <laughs> but like, I mean, if you think about the Power Five conferences or Power Six, if you include the Big East, that's I know almost eighty teams. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Like it'll it'll have to be interesting to see what this means going forward, especially with like the amateurism thing. Like, is the NCAA going to double down and be like, yeah, we're not going to pay players. Like, we're going to keep like imposing really hard sanctions. Or, like, now that it seems like public opinion's kind of turned in favor of paying these guys or at least getting them um, sponsorships and getting money from their likeness, do you think the NCAA kind of reforms and says, like, yeah, like, you guys can pay some players, you guys can drop some bags, just, like, let's regulate it and let's make this, like, a normal thing? I don't think the NCAA reforms. I think they're just going to do whatever makes them the most money. I don't think paying players makes them the most money. My take has always been that I don't think that college basketball players should be paid. I think that college athletes, though, should be able to ben- uh, to profit off of their own likeness. Yeah, and I, I think most people would agree with yeah. that. Yeah, so I don't think Manziel should get a contract from from A&M, but I do, yeah, think, I mean, that, I do think he should be able to sell his own jerseys, maybe. Yeah. Be able to sign, sign footballs sign and sell yeah. them. Be able to show up at events and speak or whatever. hang out or whatever. Yeah. Should be able to go to a club and promote it if he wants. He's yeah. over 21. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I think they have way too much of a stronghold on their on their. Right. players and they're giving them nothing and offering them right. very little. And I think a free market would also run so many teams out of business. Like yeah. if you're a public university, there's no way you're going to be able to justify using public funds to give huge contracts to 18-year-olds to come play basketball at your school. Yeah. Like unless you're a UNC or you're a Texas or you're a huge Michigan, Wisconsin, like a huge public school, there's no chance you're going to be able to do that. 100%. Also, I'm going through the ACC to see which team I would take that wouldn't cheat, and I literally am, like, 99% sure all of these teams cheated except for the bottom five. 
Well, Pittsburgh hasn't won an ACC game, so there's no way they're cheating. No, I feel like they definitely are. They're just doing it poorly because <laughs> oh. <laughs> they hired a terrible coach. They're actually the the only like they're the only uh, Power Five conference team that's even close to Cal in the Ken Palm rankings. Cal is 231st in in the Ken Palm rankings between Oral Roberts and Lehigh, and Pittsburgh is uh, 229th. So there's that. <laughs> Cal has two conference wins, though. Woo! <laughs> I'm convinced Georgia Tech isn't cheating, by the way. Georgia Tech's the one that I'm like, I feel I would feel let down if it came out that Georgia Tech was something. Yeah, they just seem guys. like a bunch of good guys over just there. Good guys, not really trying to win, just trying to have some fun. Yeah, four and eleven in conference, tough. Yeah, true. Yeah. All right, so it's Saturday morning, and there's n- not that much going on. So the most exciting thing that's happened this morning is that um, Geno Smith, the third string quarterback for the New York Football Giants, fired up Twitter and is. He tweeted, I've been studying this whole flat earth versus globe thing, and I think I might be with Kyrie on this. Before you judge, do some homework, but what do you guys think? Um, there's There are over a thousand replies to this tweet, um, and he's spent basically most of the morning um, trying to, you know, foster a debate about the flat earth versus the globe theory, and um, in the spirit of the First Amendment and the marketplace of ideas, I think Luke and I are going to try to get that debate going here. Um, I'm in Astronomy 101 this quarter, which is Modern Cosmology, so I've learned a lot about... um, I've allegedly learned a lot about um, our universe, so I'm going to try to put my knowledge to this um, Flat Earth theory, and Luke's going to... We're just going to argue it out a little bit. So, Luke, can you make your most convincing case for why the Earth's flat? Yeah, so I I don't have much background knowledge in terms of classes, but I am on wiki.tfes, which is the Flat Earth Society.org. .org is a big one right there, not a .com. Um, Does that mean they're not for profit? They're not here for the money. I kind of respect that. <laughs> they're, they're, just they're here, here for the science. Team. All right, so I'm looking at a what they describe as a picture of a proposed, but certainly not definitive flat Earth. Basically, the way it works is what you think is the South Pole goes in a circle, and that's like the Antarctica. Like shape. Antarctica, like it goes all... Yeah, what they want you to think is right. Antarctica. So it's just like, it's a circle, and the, the outer rim of it is Antarctica. The outer rim is Antarctica, and the North Pole is just, everything else is kind of just like so normal. So the circumference, you're telling me the circumference of Antarctica is like 26,000 miles, or however, whatever the diameter of the Earth is. Yes. This, yes. That's, yes. I mean, yes. What what I don't understand about this is like, the <laughs> Flat Earth Society website says like, you can't trust photographic evidence because like, it can be, can be like, easily doctored or manipulated, but like, <laughs> judging off this photo of their alleged flat earth they clearly took a photo of the earth as a globe <laughs> like which it is the earth is a globe and they photoshopped it to make it flat so if they think the original photo of the earth as a globe is fake then how can they take that fake photo and doctor it even further and then th- and then expect people to think that's real that doesn't make any sense to well me. because they have no agenda they're not for profit it's a dot org they, they have no agenda. No, but, no, but, but they have, they, they're not trying to push on people that the world is... But it's not even, like, scientifically sound or logical. But they have no agenda. <laughs> the people who are arguing that the, the world is circular, they have an agenda. Or a globe, that they what have an agenda. What does the agenda have to do with it? What's well, the, what's the, what's the so agenda they, of, the, of the round earth people? What, the round what's earth their, people. What's their agenda? Because that was our understanding of things. And then we faked going to space. Because, during the Cold War, So right? what happened was, yeah, during the Cold War era... Well, this is most likely when it began, but there's a very commonly accepted explanation of this, according to the website, that the space agencies of the world are involved in conspiracy, faking space travel and exploration. 
They they believe that this believed uh, began during the Cold War, and once you faked it and you have your fake pictures out and all that shit, you can't take it back. So like that video of like that guy jumping around the moon, like that was not completely. Real. I mean, totally fake. Filmed in Hollywood. Obviously, liberal cocks. Liberal liberal cocks are just. And the Russians didn't go either. Nobody's been up there. No. Well, yeah. How do you explain satellite TV? Huh. Now, satellite TV. We're gonna we're gonna do a little research on that one. <laughs> we'll, okay. We'll, basically, we'll the picture that. goes up to the satellites <laughs> and then it gets beamed back down. Well, we can we can we can send things to space. We just can't send people to space. So there's so no. We can't send pictures. To sp- no, we can't send anything to space. We can't send people yeah, to space. Yeah. That <laughs> rock, you're rock, arguing rock troubling rock right rock now. Do you want to talk about special relativity? Because I could really flex on you there. (laughs) You want to flex your... uh, I'm not going to flex on you. Okay, how do you explain seasons? All right, so seasons... How do you explain time zones? This one... How do you explain day and night? This one is flat. This one I'm with. (laughs) So the way day and night works is like a yin and yang of the moon and the... uh, It looks like the moon and the sun are just like kind of circling each other. Just going in circles. They look like a couple animals in Africa just like stalking each other a little bit. They're just going in circles. I don't know if this is the best web. I feel like... So what better source are you going to find than Flat Earth Society? <laughs> so the best thing about Infowars.com? The best thing about this is that the it goes into general information and like there's what do all these acronyms mean? What evidence do you have? Is the flat earth theory connected to a religion? But point one point one is is this site a joke? What do they say? <laughs> says, this site is not a joke. We are actively promoting the flat earth movement worldwide. There are admittedly several non-series flat earth posters. But they are uh, fairly the easy shit to posters. <laughs> <laughs> Flat Earth for 2069. <laughs> that guy. Okay, but actually, can you explain day and night, please? <laughs> yeah, you should have two. The sun and the moon just cycle around each other. The one in the moon's over is night. The one in the sun's over is day. And it's just okay. You know what Einstein would say to that? That makes absolutely no sense <laughs> because objects with larger mass uh, create a curvature in space time, and objects with smaller mass follow that curvature so it makes no sense for the sun and the moon a super easy way to do this would be it would be daytime like okay the the sun and the moon are different masses the sun and moon thing though that's what they want you to think the sun and moon thing like it works how do you explain time zones right now it's the day like like, yeah time what about seasons how do you explain seasons well let's do a little research there's no way to explain seasons if the sun and the if the sun and the moon are just above us rotating around. That makes no sense. Why does it get colder at some parts of the year and sometimes it doesn't? When the sun is further away from the North Pole, it's winter in the northern hemisphere. There's no fucking hemispheres oh, if sorry, the Earth's right. flat. It says in the northern hemiplane, and then it says in parentheses or hemisphere. What's a hemiplane? A hemiplane is a flat Earth hemisphere. So it's just if you cut the circle in half, the top half. The plane, it's but if the sun's rotating plane. around <laughs> the planes equally, then how can it be warmer in one plane for an extended period? No, no, of time? no. See, the sun gets closer and further based on like they have all. The, <laughs> Does it? Oh, so this is the sun rotating like at an angle? Um, like sure. So it's not perpendicular to the supposed flat. I mean, or not parallel to the flat. They've got a lot of numbers here that I'm not really sure how to process. They, We're not on numbers podcast. This, this is weird journalism majors. So when the sun is further away from the North Pole, it's winter in the northern hemiplane and summer. I'm never going to use the word hemisphere again, by the way. I'm only going to refer to them as hemiplanes. That's good. And summer in the south. A more simplistic picture can That's be found. That's not a more simplistic picture. <laughs> it's just, just a, a bunch of, of co- it's a bunch of concentric circles <laughs> with different colors and no labels. Doesn't explain anything. What well, is the magnet? How no, is there it totally a magnetic explains, field? It totally explains it. It totally explains it. it um, the sun, like slowly gets like further i guess and that that's what makes the season so when the sun's over here that this makes sense when the sun's like so this the sun okay i see what they're trying to say but that I makes no sense the picture instead of just nah, you know what 
We are so far down the rabbit hole. Case. Hold on, Gino Smith tweeted five more times. I gotta see what he has to say. <laughs> oh, he's okay. Now he's retweeting somebody who has proofs of a non-flat Earth, like time zones and how distant ships sink below the horizon, and how Aristotle's found out the Earth's circumference two thousand years ago. How GPSs work. So now Gino's retweeting this guy who says the Earth is a globe. So maybe Gino's been convinced. Maybe this was just a great exercise in in rich discussion and we somebody changed somebody else's mind which doesn't happen very often in today's day and on age. Twitter on yes. Twitter nonetheless <laughs> so maybe Gino learned something today alright well if Gino's off the bandwagon I'll hop off the bandwagon I guess I can it was all a facade the earth might be round can you say that louder the earth might be round thank you alright so we're gonna do a segment called thumbs up thumbs down there are two um, recent proposals to change um, the MLB and the NBA recently. The NBA one, this is one that's been like circulating among league officials and the owners, is the idea of a play-in tournament for the last uh, four seeds in the playoffs. Uh, the The way it would work is that the seven and the eight seed would play, and then the winner of that game would get the seventh seed, while the loser of the seven-eight game would play the winner of the nine-ten game, and the winner of that game would get the eighth seed. So it would be Basically, the seventh and the eighth seed would be in an advantage position um, in that they'd only have to win one game, and the nine and ten teams would have to win two games to get into the playoffs. But it would just encourage teams that are closer to the playoffs to try a little bit harder because everybody will have a chance of getting in. Um, personally, I think it's a good idea just because it's fun. Um, it spices up the end of the NBA season a little bit more. Um, but also, like it could obviously lead to injuries, and it's not going to have a huge effect because it's not like eight seeds are upsetting one seeds in like today's era of the super team. I don't know. Do you, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that, um, it's something like, I, I wouldn't be like upset with it. I, I, I agree that it spices up the end of the season adds a little bit of fun. My one problem with it is I think that like with the MLB adding the wild card game, the reason that's so exciting is because wildcard teams win in the MLB, you know, right? Because like, you need a forty-five game sample size to tell which team's better. So, right, it's a lot more random. In the NBA, like these are just teams competing over getting swept. Like none of these teams are gonna make it out of the first round, which right. makes it a little bit less exciting. Like, it's not like you're, but you're like whole, you get the if you're a Sixers revenue, fan, though, you get to say your playoff team. Like, there's some benefits to but it. But if you're a Sixers fan, you're like watching this, holding on. You're not like holding on to it and like super excited about what's going to happen because you know that you're going to get smoked by the right. Celtics, Raptors, or Cavs in the first round. I mean, it would just you make. Know, I think it would just make the end season more fun. Yeah, it's, it's kind of similar to the Simmons end of uh, end of the season, like entertaining his hell tournament, yeah. where the, the bottom sixteen teams would play for the last two seeds. Yeah. Um, I think that's a lot. I think it's a lot of work to go through for right. You'd have to cut the reg- you'd have to cut the regular season by a few games. Yeah. to be able to do that. But o- overall, I, I'd give this a thumbs up. Yeah, I, 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 I support agree. it. It I'll makes it fun. I give it a thumbs up too. It doesn't really matter. I mean, yeah, uh, the baseball proposal, basically. The argument being made was that at the end of an NBA contest, you're gonna have LeBron James on the court. At the end of a soccer match, you're gonna have Messi on the court or on the field, um, pitch. on the pitch. <laughs> um, and the MLB was basically someone had this argument of why are the best players on the bench? And the argument being made was that in the ninth inning, teams should be allowed to bat whoever they want instead of like their six instead of hitters, yeah, they can, like just throw go Carlos one Correa one three four like Trout yeah. out there. Yeah, you can throw in whoever you want to hit. Ugh. Which I don't know how that would work. Like, could you throw Mike Trout out? He strikes up and just throw strikes out. Yeah, that's actually right a fair there. point. I don't really know how it would work. Yeah, you, you, yeah, that makes no sense. You could you could just bring him out three times in a row, couldn't you? I mean, if he strikes out three times in a row. But if he gets on, he's on. 
I'll think what you if you what if you got on and then you could pinch run for him and then I imagine there would be sanctions against that <laughs> so it's not just Mike Trout home run derby at the end of the game. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it was a good game. that Mike Trout hit twelve. But home if you runs give him three at bats, he's gonna get a hit in one, like statistically, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm a huge thumbs down on this. Yeah, I think that's dumb. It's terrible. It pisses off baseball purists while bringing in no like, new fans. Yeah, I mean, if you want to change anything in baseball, like, put a runner on second base start in the 12th inning. Like, that's... I'm okay with that. Yeah. Don't fuck with the batting order. Yeah, that's dumb. I mean, it takes it also takes out so much of the strategy of the game. Right, right. Like, it just becomes throw your best hitter out. Yeah, and then, and then what, what's going to happen is that there's going to be even more pitching changes because guys are going to want to change the matchup yeah, every single yeah. time and games are just going to get even longer, which is exactly yeah. what the MLB is not trying to do right now. Yeah. Everything about this is dumb. Uh, so we're going to end this episode with a little uh, update on my true life of being addicted to Celtics Twitter. So a struggle for me has been that I have this Celtics Twitter because Davis got tired of me texting him Celtics takes about 12 times a day, which is totally fair. He's mm-hmm. not a Celtics fan. He really I don't understand any of them. He doesn't care. <laughs> um, so I've started just having my own Twitter where I can just kind of air out my thoughts. It's called like Evanston Celtics fan or something dumb like Something along those lines. And I've... I've basically had 13 followers that were all bots. So I only, like, get a favorite every once in a while, but it just wasn't a real human being. It was, like, sexy girl 49 who wants me to hop on a live stream. Yeah. Uh, And then Davis follows it out of pity and then reports some of my tweets, I think, for fraudulent content, probably. The FBI. (laughs) Dropping bags. (laughs) Dropping bags. Which is my favorite saying, if you haven't heard yet. (laughs) But uh, basically, uh, this is a community that I love, and I've finally been accepted into it. Because I made a Photoshop of Marcus Smarf and put it over uh, the Dark Knight Rises, so it was the Smarf Knight Rises because he's back and the Celtics are back now that he's back. And it got 23 favorites because it got retweeted by some prominent Celtics Twitter people and I got some followers. Prominent meaning they have like over 100 followers. Over? No. The most prominent guy has 4,000 followers. Okay, who retweeted your thing? Uh, Lactavius Caldwell's Pipe, who is. <laughs> who has about a thousand, two thousand followers, I think. Lactavius Caldwell Pipe. He quote tweeted it saying like he rises or something, but uh, yeah. So Luke's famous on Twitter. Basically, now. I'm Twitter famous. Trying to figure out how to deal with it, and finally accepted by the community that I love, which is a great feeling. And that's where my life's at. Yeah. Love you guys. Love you guys. <laughs>